If you look like me, you black, period. Your nationality don't matter to the white man. You see, that's where you're wrong. That's your colonial trauma, and it's showing. Let me explain. Your ancestors were made to believe that anything that wasn't white was black. In this country, your colonizers beaded that shit, beaded upon beaded it into your fucking minds. You understand? Anybody who looked like yourself or myself was told that we were black. Yeah. Yeah. ¿Qué pasa con mi gente? Con mis queridos, con mis amadas, ¿cómo te va? ¿Cómo van a todos? Hey. Ay, amor, ay, amor, tanto te he buscado. Welcome to another episode of the Blackest Spanish Podcast. How you doing? How you feeling? ¿Cómo les va a todos? ¿Cómo les va? ¿Todo está bien? ¿Todo tranquilo? ¿Qué tal con mi gente? For my language learners, for my Afro-Latinos, for my people out there who just simply love to participate in the conversations about race and cultura y todo. Muchísimo amor para su presencia en todo. ¿Cómo les va? I'm going to turn down Juan Batista da, 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 to start the podcast after Juan Batista. Since we're going to be talking about... Uh, Intercultural relations in between Afro-Americanos and those Americanos. Uh, first off, how have you guys been doing? How have you guys been feeling? Much love for all the love and congratulations I got from my last episode. I did. I really appreciate that. Talking about the. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hit the wrong button. Much love for that. I appreciate that. Muchísimo amor para mi gente Garafuna, mi gente hondureña, mi gente de Panamá. Ahorita yo tengo un poco de espanto, un par de nuevos familiares de Panamá, porque acabo de grabar un video hablando de los morenos de Panamá. And um, speaking of los morenos, speaking of agricultura, I mean Afro negrotura, whatever you call it, let's talk about it. Me no black, me Dominican. Let's talk about this. So. This has been a trend on TikTok, I'd say about a two years now. <laughs> a few people have been having conversations about how when you run across Dominicans, be they in Washington Heights, be they in Patterson, be they in the mother obscure cities in New Jersey that, I, that, that escaped my brain right now, Orange, uh, East Orange, I forgot what that one city is called, Massachusetts. There are a lot of Dominicans who are quick to let you know when you look at them. Those are usually are darker complected. If you look at them and misidentify them as black, they will correct you and say, I'm not black. Yo soy dominicano. I am Dominican. There are some who are a little bit too, um, I'm not going to say aggressive about it, but I feel like some who might get a little bit too insulted for our taste. And there are some who really just making a simple correction, like, bro, I'm not African-American, I'm Dominican. Mi padre viene de Seattle, mi madre viene de Santo Domingo. I'm not from here, I just got here three years ago. Like, like my card still ain't legal. Like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm still, my citizenship still ain't really clear yet. So I get that aspect too. But it's interesting seeing the divide in between the misunderstanding in between our two ethnic groups, because I think it's African-Americans, black Americans. Let me be specific when I say that black Americans 
a lot of us take offense to that because we'll look at it as a way of you saying you are ashamed of your African roots, your African ancestry, which is clear that the majority of you motherfuckers possess. We do look at you and see there is clearly some, there was a spear chucker in there somewhere in the past, in La Linea. I'm joking, but nah, but also to say, we, that, is a, that is a confusion. And I do think from the Dominican side, this is what I'll say about it. This is my opinion. Because a lot of the times, like I said, a lot of blacks, when we hear them say, Dominican," we take that as I'm saying anti-black. As a man who happens to be a really big cult friend of cultura dominicana, your cultural artista dominicana, the music of the bachata, after los canciones, the hip hop, y todo. Um, what I will say about what I've noticed from Dominican identity, like how they identify, I don't really see a lot of Dominicans amongst themselves necessarily saying that they hate black people. Now, granted, they do call us cocolos. I do see some like the older ones. And let me just also be add, add context to this conversation. This is a conversation that I really feel like only applies if you're older. I do think younger Dominicans like I don't think they really trip off this, to be honest with you, because really when you go to New York and New Jersey, everybody's kind of cool with each other. I think this is more of a debate in between older Dominicans and older blacks, but I don't really see Dominicans pushing a really hard line to erase their black identity amongst themselves. Now, what I will say, what I do notice is I do notice if you talk to most really when you talk to them, a lot of them will really push being Taino. Taino. They'll say, um, they, and a lot of times they'll say, Somos de tres razas, de lo africano, de lo blanco, y los Tainos. And they'll push a hard line for that. They'll push a hard line, even when they have their, when they have their celebration, that one parade. I forgot what it's called they have out there. Um, they'll put on the, the, the decorations and stuff that kind of, are reminiscent of the Tainos in the Halos. So I do see that in Kiske and all that other stuff. And I don't have an issue with that because if you're having a real conversation about that, my family and my dad's side, they're from South Louisiana, that's Alamance, New Orleans, the metro area. And when you go to the Carnaval, when we have our Carnaval out there at Mardi Gras, we have the the uh, the Indian parades, the witch doctrine, et cetera, et cetera. And we call it the Mardi Gras Indians, you know. Now, granted, you can look at most of us and tell that we're obviously black or Creole, but we still kind of show love to it. So it just it is what it is. Um, I think because I think there's so many different conversations to have about this topic. I think as black people, we take any sign of shame or not outright saying I'm black as saying that you're not proud to be one of us. That's how we take it. And to be fair to them, there are a lot of groups out there that identify as their cultural ethnic group, but don't like the term black. So, for example, there are a lot of Jamaicans out there who identify as black and know their roots, but they do not want to be culturally categorized as black Americans with us. There are a lot of Africans out there who 
identify as black and know they are black, but they do not want to be culturally categorized with black Americans. I think one mistake we make as black Americans, what we don't get is when we say we're black, we're not saying that more because of our skin color, more than we're saying that because that just happens to be the name of our culture, because we don't got like a specific language that we can use to say with a good Americans like we just say we're black. And that's cool. That's what we do. It's kind of like how, for example, I forgot what country it is. And um, I want to say it's the Hmong, the Hmongs. They have <laughs> different color names for their languages, like green and white. Anybody who's from who's I, I forgot what, what race I'm speaking of, but it's like one language that they speak is called green and the other one's called white or something like that. That effect. So it's kind of the same concept. There is a lot of the time when I see Dominicans saying that, you know, me, I'm not black. I'm Dominican. I do think a lot of that is just them saying, well, I'm telling you culturally I am Dominican. You know, the skin color thing. Yeah, a lot of them do look like us. A lot of them. There is. Let me just say this. There is clear that there is African ancestry in Dominicans. And I think to be fair to us, the reason why that confuses us is because when we look at Dominicans, a lot of the time we look at them and see most of us have cousins that look Dominican. Like, I, listen, let me tell you something. When I wear my braids a certain way, most people, when they see me speaking in Spanish in public, they assume I'm Dominican or they assume I'm Cubano. It's so funny because when somebody hears me, I always tell somebody this. When people hear me speak Spanish in public, when a Mexican hears me speak Spanish in public, he'll naturally assume that I'm either Cubano or Dominicano. And he'll ask me like, Tú eres Cubano, tú Dominicano, right? But if a Cuban, si un Cubano me escucha hablar español, he'll look at me and say, are you from Panama? Are you from Dominicana? Are you from Dominicana? Like, it's so interesting, like, when I when people hear me speak Spanish because it's like, they never, they never think I'm from where they from. They just look at me and can hear like, you got to be from a Spanish-speaking country because like you're speaking it good. Like I can tell this is something native to you, but you can't be what I am. Like it's kind of interesting. Like a, a real Dominican will never mistake me for speaking, for me being Dominican. But he might ask me if I'm Cubano. A, a Cuban will never ask me. He'll never mistake me for being Cuban, but he'll ask me if I'm Dominicano. You know, it's an interesting kind of concept. Um... So, yeah, no. And, and to be fair, in all these countries, there's obviously people there who are black and are moreno and, and negro and todo. I talk about this in the podcast a lot. Um, and to be f I don't know. It's really interesting. Um Because I watch a lot of content, a lot of I watch a lot of Dominican content. Well, some of the best YouTube videos, YouTube channels I watch are um, El Tio Carlos, Baja Presión, and todo. And like I said, what I do see, to be fair to them, even even amongst the Dominicans, even the darker skinned, those amarillos and poco más, más oscuros, and los blanquitos, poco más rubio, I don't see necessarily big division amongst themselves. Now, what I will see is them, of course, making little jokes. You know, they might make some effed up shit and say, tu parte para muy haitiano or something like that. But it's like, they're not necessarily, I don't think they're necessarily beating up darker skinned Dominicans. I do really do think that Dominicans, whether you're darker or lighter, if you're Dominicano, si tu padre de verdad viene de Cibao, viene de Cibao, and tu madre de verdad viene de Santo Domingo, algo como así, 
they will really treat you like, hey, we're Dominicans. We out here, we rocking and we people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I think that's the thing. And blacks were the same way too. African-Americans were the same way. We have our little conflicts in between one another. You know, we had a little dark skin thing versus a light skin thing. But at the same time, you know, we rock with each other. And to be fair, if I want to be real, we kind of do the same thing that they do. Because I got a lot of cousins. I got I mean, we we all know somebody who black, who who ain't even half black, who ain't even who barely makes barely just light skin, barely passed the paper the brown paper bag test, but they go out of their way to identify as Indian or say I got French Creole in me or all this other et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they don't even know the language. To be fair, if I'm keeping one hundred with you, that's what made me for a long time not really talk about my Louisiana, Louisiana Creole ancestry on my father's side because I feel like it's almost like almost just a celebration of just being white like when you look at the Creole thing I just always looked at it was like you're not necessarily celebrating that you're, this is your culture you're celebrating being something else besides black I don't think Dominicans are trying to erase their blackness it's like i said when you talk to most dominicans like real dominicanos or they'll tell you that they're taino or they'll really they push a hard line on the taino thing i do notice that my personal theory with that and to anybody who's dominican i would love you okay me corre i think what happens is i do think after after Republica Dominicana gained their independence and fought off Haiti and throw everything. I think that's more of just a reflection of them trying to create their identity as a country and create their identity as a people separate from Haiti. Because a lot of people don't know Haiti and Dominica, Republica Dominicana at one time were one. But then you have the Trinitario Sants. Uh, I forgot the name of the three guys. They had that formation, et cetera, et cetera. They fought them off with the whoop. And that's another reason why I do think... Um, they get a lot of backlash too is because we're in this really really pushing pro-black era right now and i am too i'm proud to be black and it's so interesting too like here's the here's the most ironic thing about that to me here's the la cosa que me mata maqueto we get so mad at dominicans for not i for not identifying as black more but identifying as a dominicano Haitianos, Haitianos, they're clearly black, right? They're clearly black. And I bring all this up because if you go on YouTube and just look up Haitians getting bullied by black American kids, particularly in Florida, they were getting bullied, bullied. They used to have a day called uh, Haitian Friday when the black kids in Florida used to go beat up the, the Haitian girls and the Haitian boys that was robbing them and raping them. And I also I bring all this up to say whether they would have identified as Moreno or black in your face and push it hard line or not, motherfucker, would it would have helped? Like, would it really would have helped? Like, just keep it 100 with you. Like, would it really would have helped? <laughs> just keep, I'm just being honest. Like, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's sad. Like, you know, I think that division is going to that that racial division is going to exist regardless. Like it was going to happen regardless, you know. And to be fair, like I said, with that, that's, you know, it wasn't like it was just a. Because another thing, too, you have to factor in, we're just going off of the physical appearances. When you see when you see um, 
if you take the physical appearance thing out the equation, there is a culture aspect that will make you understand why a Dominican would want to be grouped in with Latinos more than blacks. Like for one, the language barrier. If you don't natively speak English, it's going to be hard for you to really kick it with black people. You know, just keep on it with you. It, it, like it, that, that's a big thing. I've met black people from Venezuela, from Panama and in, in California. And when they come here, nine times out of 10, they rock with the Mexicans. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of the Afro-Latinos that come to California, like the ones who don't speak English and the ones who grew up in other countries and then came here, they'll rock with Mexicans and they Mexican women. Because it's, it, ain't even, it ain't because they don't want to be black. If you talk to them, they will tell you they're Moreno. What it is, it's just a cultural thing. Like we have cultural similarities. A lot of times we both speak the same language. That's a big thing. A lot of the times there's going to be some overlap in what music you like, what music they like. I'm not saying if you're from Panama, you're going to know what zapateados and corridos and todo are. But some of that shit might have rung a bell to you, like Vicente Fernandez. You're going to know who Vicente Fernandez is. If, you, if you're from Panama, you've heard of Vicente Fernandez. You might not like his music, but you're familiar with it. Same thing with me. You're going to know who Julio Iglesias If you're from Mexico, you're going to know who Julio Iglesias is. You're going to know. You might not rock with it totally, but you're going to make a difference. Bring that up because if you're a black person from Detroit, you probably don't know who the fuck I'm talking about right now. You have no idea the people I just said. Not even though these people were like the biggest, some of the biggest artists in, in Cultura Latina. You know. Um... So it's interesting talking about this. I like, I, I like it because it's interesting seeing racial identity and how we identify in different groups as a people. Like I like seeing, I like seeing. Um, see, black people, we're in a weird. Black Americans, we're in a weird space because, just like I said, our skin color is the name of our culture. Our skin color is the name of our culture. Like we call ourselves black. And we, I was about to say, and we are black, but we call ourselves black Americans and we are, we're basing the difference. I'm going to tell you the difference in between what I'll say. And I'm, I said this earlier, but I'm going to reiterate it. This is where we mess up a lot. And I'm glad I'm having this conversation on Black History Month. There is a difference in between being black and having, and saying that that's equating there is a difference in saying that I am black because of my my genetics and black because of my skin tone versus saying black because that's the name of my culture. Black people, black Americans, the name of our culture is black culture or black culture. That's one of the terms that we refer to our culture as, our ethnic group as. So, yeah, that's what we refer to ourselves. There are a lot of Afro-diasporic cultures out there, like Haitians, like Afro-Panamenos, Garifunas, like Afro-Brasileiros, who identify as Moreno, Negro, whatever you call it, but their culture is not ours. It ain't a bad thing, because truth be told, when you talk to them, you know, if you really do your research, there are some cultural similarities, there are some cultural similar roots, but reality is we are different cultures. And it's nothing wrong with them saying, hey, I want to be categorized as myself or be categorized as my own thing. And what I do get annoyed about is when some black people get offended about that, when you'll talk to somebody who's Nigerian or Haitian or Jamaican who will say they don't want to be categorized as us because, like I've always said, we got to keep talking about this. It just became cool to be from an Afro diaspora group outside of ours maybe a few years ago in the United States. 
When I was a kid growing up, they used to bully African kids. When I was a kid growing up, Jamaican kids used to get bullied. When I was a kid growing up, Haitian kids, I, I, would, I didn't see a lot of Haitians growing up in California, but when you go to Florida, they'll tell you they were getting bullied. That's why a lot of those ga Haitian gangs started out there. A lot of the Haitian gangs out there in Florida started because black American kids were bullying the Haitian kids. A lot of that's that's just the facts and bringing all this up because Haitians are the same skin color as us. Hell, truth be told, we have a real conversation. Haitians, technically speaking, are blacker than us. But for whatever reason, them kids out there felt it was fun to bully them and make fun of them. So it's not like saying it's not like them identifying as black or trying to be like this would help the situation. Um, and to be honest with you. That's the biggest reason why, and I know I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with the conflict in between Haiti and Republic Dominicana. That is one of the biggest reasons why I have such a big issue with them because there's one huge YouTube channel called uh, El Tío Carlos, muchísimo para él. Es un hombre muy bueno, muy talentoso, hablar en todo. Me encanta la entrevista de él. Las entrevistas de él son muy buenas. Se hacen muy buenas ellos. Ellos digan. But he's a Dominican, Dominicano, and he talks, he interviews a lot of Dominicans who were, you know, who participated in the Bajo Mundo and in the Lake and who were in the streets. And a lot of them always talk about the division in between los Dominicanos and los New Yorkicans, los Boricua de Nueva York who were there when the first waves of Dominicans started arriving to the East Coast in the 1980s and 1990s. And he was saying like how racist Los Boricos were for the Dominicans. Not the, the Puerto Ricans from Puerto Rico, but the Dominican, the, the, New, the New York Ricans who were American and kind of more Americanized. And it's so interesting because, you know, culturally speaking, Dominicanos and Loborico casi son lo mismo. Hay diferencia, claro, pero it's not the same as like the difference in between Dominican culture and Chinese culture. Like, so like there's clear similarities, but you would think that they would get along the best, regardless if these are the children of people from Puerto Rico. You feel like, you know, they will remember where they come from. So I bring this up because Haitians have the same story about black kids, black Americans. When Haitians first got to Florida, Haitians used to get bullied by the people who looked the most like them, who, yes, take the French aspect out of it. They only, okay, they speak French, we speak English, but hell, if we, that's always going to be a big issue to me. And I'm always going to come back to that story because if you know the history of Haitians, si tú conoces la historia, si tú sabes la historia de los haitianos, de la revolución haitiana y todo, bro, you would have so much respect and high regard for them. Haitians are one of the few groups in this world to have a slave revolt that ended in the independence of a country. They might be the only one, to be honest with you. Now that I say that, like, you have to give them the respect. So it really breaks my heart to see the division in between entre los dominicanos y los haitianos. And it also breaks my heart to see, you know, when I see how, you know, el sufrimiento de los haitianos allá en Haití. Porque para mí es como, it's, it's just, it's crazy to me. Like, you see just, it just shows you how unfair life is. Like, 
Um, and I and that's and one thing I do. One thing I do love about Haitians to uh, give them their, their props. When they go to Mexico, because ahorita hay bastante gente haitiana viviendo allá en México, hay muchos que se invierten allá para vivir, para buscar oportunidades de trabajar y todo. Y la gran cantidad de ellos se encuentran bien, se encuentran bien en la, los respetan los mexicanos. Los respetan los mexicanos. Los mexicanos, I've met a lot of people from Mexico who told me that they love, they love Haitians. A lot of pe people from Mexico told me that they love Haitians. Um... And it's interesting to see that. Like, it's kind of funny. Like, uh, I told this story before. I remember one time I was working at the bank, and una mujer mexicana llegó para abrir cuenta y mientras se paraba estaba platicando conmigo, ella. And um, uh, we were talking about we brought up. I just had the conversation about haitianos, and she told me, "Oh man, cantan los haitianos. Ellos son muy duros, muy amables. They work hard. They're really dedicated, etc., etc. I love them." And then she said, "No son como los pinches hondureños. Not like those fucking Hondur hondureños and those tavadareños. They're lazy. They just bring crime. They're dirty. They don't want to work. They just want to lay in the street and and, and they just dirty our country, etc., etc." And it's weird because Honduras and Mexico are literally neighboring countries and Guatemala also in El Salvador. You would think that them being neighboring countries, there'd be some kind of a, some kind of amistad, some kind of just natural connection. But there is something to be said about being too close to be friends, but being too far away to be enemies. There is something to be said about being too close to be friends and being too far away to be enemies. And I look at that with everything. I look at that with gang politics. I look at race like that. I look at anything like that. Um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. You know, and I love everybody. I love everybody. Um, this podcast, you know, <laughs> at first it was a podcast just solely about talking about language, but sometimes I like to take it and talk about intercultural interactions between Afro-Diasporic groups. Um, let me know in the comments on TikTok and then on my Instagram what other uh, things you want me to touch on in the podcast. Much love and peace to everybody. This was um, Black Hispanics episode. Muchis Pamor, happy Black History Month, and I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. <laughs>